There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to the Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Dr. Lisa Winters is a veterinarian and animal communicator on a mission to create a better world for all creatures. With a passion for animal communication that goes beyond just a psychic connection, she uses all of her skills as a vet and animal communication expert to get to the root of her patients' problems and help cure them of various illnesses. Our dogs Spencer and Lola also joined in on the episode and Lola receives a pet tarot reading not to be missed. Welcome, Lisa, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, it's lovely to uh, – I'm, I'm using the air quotes here, but uh, it's lovely to have an Australian with me uh, <laughs> from, uh, from, yes, from Perth uh, via Washington. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, for those who don't know what you do, can you go ahead and tell us? Yes. Um, so I am, yes, obviously um, some of your view, your listeners will probably pick up. I do have a bit of a funky American <laughs> Aussie hybrid blend um, accent going. So I am originally from, from Washington State. Um, however, I've been here in Perth, Western Australia for over 20 years now. Um, I'm a veterinarian. I'm a pet tarot and animal communication expert. Um, I was actually um, an animal communicator before I became a vet, um, I um, now obviously incorporate animal communication as a vet and vice versa. Um, but before when um, before I decided to grow up, I actually <laughs> um, rode horses and trained horses for a living um, wow. and um, showed showed did show jumping and had a big training stable and did a lot of. Um, purchasing racehorses off the track and um, reschooling them to, into show jumpers and, you know, taking them, showing that kind of thing. And my back decided that I wasn't going to be able to do that when I was 70 years old. So I decided, um, you know, as a mature age student that I would um, go back to school and I was either going to be a human doctor or, or an animal doctor and I chose the animals. Um, and became a veterinarian. So I actually came here to Perth to go to vet school um, back in 2001. So I've been there. I've been here ever since. So I haven't, I haven't gone back. So I'm now now a, a permanent resident of Australia and, and permanently an Aussie now. So um, with no no intention of going back. So yeah, just a little bit a little bit of a background about me. And 
<clears throat> we will gladly uh, take you as an honorary Australian. Thank you for joining us, uh, not just here on the podcast, but as an Australian. I'm going to call you Australian now, and uh, and uh, we're going to own that, just saying. Absolutely. <laughs> now, you and I were chatting offline, uh, mm. you know, about dogs and, and all this kind of stuff, um, and our dogs just met uh, yeah. virtually. I'm in Brisbane, yeah. you're in Perth. We're in the same country, but we're on different time zones, opposite sides of the country. And little Spencer, your dog, yeah. is mm-hmm. like I think when – so how we met was through Facebook. Yes. And you posted a picture of your dog. When I saw your dog, I was like, like I swear to God, the photo of your dog sat on my yeah. screen for at least 20 minutes yeah. and I was mesmerised. I was like, I have to meet this dog. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, here we are and we just met Spencer yeah. and my dog Lola, um, who's been yeah. on more than one uh, podcast episode, uh, was with us. And I can swear to you uh, that she has never reacted to anyone on a screen in 12 yeah. years like she did to Spencer. Yes. She froze and she stared at Spencer like, did, absolutely. who are you? I know mm. you. Yes. I can't stop looking at you. <laughs> so it was, as it was incredible. Yeah. It was really incredible. So that. I was holding her and I felt her energy. She was frozen. She was not moving, right? Yeah. So as an animal communicator and as a vet, how do you yeah. read that? Um, so I read that that she all of a sudden her attention has been drawn that one there is a level of connection and communication and I think that when we open the line of communication and open that line of connection that it um, really does all of a sudden take their energy to a different level because they're now all of a sudden realizing they're going to have a voice going to be validated going to be acknowledged um and so it is yeah it's quite interesting how they respond also they're also quite interesting enough um and this has been something that I have dealt with all of my life um animals have always been drawn to my voice um and so oftentimes they will hear that my voice and that connection then kind of opens up the um, level of communication. So um, I can't tell you how many times I've done interviews and um, did teaching and on via Zoom. And th- when we get on, anyone's pets show up. Like they <laughs> come into the room. They're like, I don't know where they've come from. And they're all Come sudden, to your leader. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in the room, they're like, they're like, they're right here. They're like waiting and listening. So I think, um, yeah, I think that is, I do think there's a level of, of familiarity that um, when you can, you know, Spencer would probably be putting out there, hey, my mom talks to talks to dogs, so she's pretty cool. You should have a listen and a, and a chat with her. And it's just that kind of interaction, I think, that always happens. And just out of interest for you, Lisa, Lola can't hear anything we're saying right now because it's all through um, my mixer and my headphones. So she can't hear you at all. Oh, there you go. So then it was definitely Spencer um, sending her um, messages. So, yeah, that's incredible. That's so incredible. You just can't make this shit up. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, swear ahead. Go go for it. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I, like, have to catch myself and think, oh, shit. There's no boundaries here. Go for it. 
Um, okay. But like, like for those people who have not seen Spencer, go ahead and tell us about Spencer. Yeah. So um, Spencer is the absolute love of my life. Um, he is. Bring um, him up if he's still here. Do you want to come up and say hi, Spencer? Come here. Good boy. Right down. Come here. Lola, do you want to say another hi to Spencer? No, yes. she's asleep. No, this is Spencer. <gasps> <laughs> he says, oh, I'm a bit. Oh, Spencer. Hi, darling. <laughs> Hello. So Spencer is um, a. He is a pug shih tzu chihuahua. Oh. Um, he, um, his dad is was a full-blooded, full-blood pug. Um, his mum was a shih tzu chihuahua. Um, I actually got to see both parents. He was living in a cardboard box in a, in a crack house. Um, <gasps> so he got saved. Um, he was the only one left living in this little cardboard box. Um, it was quite a surreal moment going through and, and um, getting Spencer. But um, so he, I've had him since he was six weeks old. So he's been with me um, now. He's coming up on coming up on nine this year, I, yeah. I, which I still have trouble actually physically saying because he's still, you know, my pup, my, my <laughs> pup. So um, he has been an integral part of me creating pet tarot mm. and um, the actual um, meaning of pet tarot and what pet tarot actually represents from the pet's perspective. Um, him and a lot of other animals I've done readings with, but just kind of having his presence and listening to his continuous dialogue in my ear. Um, yeah, he he'll help me, you know, create the the meanings of of the of the tarot cards. So he does all of my pet partnership programs. So he's the first animal that my students communicate with um, because he's very well versed in it and he knows how um, to use his voice. He's had a voice since he was six weeks old. So um, he's really good with animal communication. Like he's just he's very well you know, understands what it is and will always have, you know, good conversations. You know, a lot of dogs, um, if they're not used to communicating um, or sometimes don't want to, it's a bit like mm, don't want to go there, um, whereas Spencer's been, um, yeah, had, had, like I said, had this voice for a very long time. So he's easy for them to practice on um, because he's got this giant personality that mm. fills a room um, mm. and, yeah, and I guess one of the connectors between uh, Spencer and Lola is that she's part Chihuahua as well. There you um, go. <laughs> so, um, but you know, one of the things that's just come up for me is that you know, uh, like with Spencer uh, and, and Pet Tarot, like how how does that work? Like, tell us about mm. Pet Tarot and how that works. Um, so Pet Tarot um, was uh, created about five years ago. Um, uh, partly um, to prove um, that it could be done, <laughs> partly to um, become a, a training tool for animal communication, for me to be able to teach animal, animal communication really well. I think one of the biggest things that people, um, when they're learning animal communication, get stuck on is um, getting out of their own head and trusting in the information and I found you know by pulling a card they could focus on the card they could focus on the information of the card and that got them out of their way so the messages from the animals could come through um so it's a really good anchor um obviously there's um 
messages with the cards, but um, but it's also as an anchor. So it was decided, I decided, I was doing a advanced um, human tarot therapy program, and I decided one day I was going to do pet tarot. And, of course, everyone's just like, what? Who does that? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. And so I created it. And so I started working with it. And so the first thing that I did was, is I, I sat with the animals um, and asked them, okay, what's, let's start with the basics. And the basics are the elements. Um, and so there's four suits in the tarot, in the tarot cards. There's the cups, the swords, um, the wands, and the pentacles. And each one of those um, suits has an element with it so the cups is um the water element and from in patero from the animal's perspective um this is about their love their emotions their feelings um you know their love for their people their love for their things their love for their other animal um, other animals how they deal with their emotions and feelings and those kinds of things from their perspective um the, the swords that is the air element so from the animal's perspective, this is about their, their voice, having a voice, wanting to communicate, being able to communicate, um, you know, swords are air, the air element's very transformational. So it's allowing their voice to be transformational in their environment, in their world, um, in things that they would like to see done. The wands is the fire element. Fire element from the animal's perspective is all about their soul contract. So animals sign a soul contract with us before we come earth side. And they sign this contract as to when they're going to come in and become a part of our lives and why they become a part of our lives. So the wands is really about their soul contract and why that what they've come here to do to be with us and what they're here to teach us. So it's about their, you know, their soul passion, their soul, you know, soul work. Um, it is about, you know, what lights them up, what they're joyful about, those kinds of things. Um, the earth element, um, the pentacles, which is the earth element, um, from the animal's perspective, this is all about their self-worth. Um, this is about being in service. Um, their job, what they're here to do as a job, um, not what they're here to do as their soul contract, but what they're here to do physically, you know, in, in their presence, in the person, in their presence. Um, so this is around their self-worth and how important it is to be in service and what they would like to have is to be in service to their people, you know, and that can range from, you know, actually being a true service animal to being, you know, a working animal to a racing animal, um, to a companion animal, it, it, you know, the, the, you know, the, the um, breadth of it is quite large, but it is about their self-worth and how important that is. Um, and it can also be about a lot of their physical um, resources, um, a lot, you know, health, um, things they like, food, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how the basis started. And so then I just really started doing the readings and I started to see trends in the cards and what was coming through um, and uh, how those were starting to be interpreted. And so the major arcana, so there's two, two aspects to, um, I just, I don't know how much you know about um, tarot, but there's two aspects to tarot. There's the major arcana, which is the Trump's cards. Um, in pet tarot, this is, these are messages for the owners. So the animal comes forward as the guide and brings a message forward, you know, for the owner to focus on because there are life lessons that, 
you know, we have to um, learn, you know, so, you know, for example, if the magician card comes up, you know, this is the, uh, the pet bringing forward to the owner saying, you know, you need to really start to listen to your guide, follow the synchronicities that are being spoken to you. I'm here to help you be a guide so that the pet acts as a guide through the full journey. Um, and so these messages come forward for the owner. Whereas the minor arcana cards, that's, you know, more the messages from the, from the animals. So, you know, in this card, this is about the family unit and the importance of, of um, being part of a family unit you know, from the pet's perspective and how much they love to be part of that family unit. Um, so, yeah, so the, the messages just started coming through. I started seeing trends. It, become, it became one of my, you know, biggest services. Everybody wanted a pet tarot reading. Um, and then I was like, right, I've got to teach this so people can start to, the ripple effect, like yeah. I'm really, you know, it's the ripple effect, really. Mm. It's about starting a change and, allowing people to learn how to become an advocate and a voice for the animals because the animals have so much to teach us and you know they're here to teach us and we've got so much to learn from them but we've got to give them a voice because mm. if we don't we're never going to know and so yeah so that that's the ripple effect of hopefully teaching people to then become you know advocates um to become you know um uh, animal communicators, pet therapists. So then it just kind of keeps going from there. So that's kind of what it, that's what pet tarot is. Um, yeah. that's, that's incredible. And I, I have a million questions as you can just imagine. <laughs> um, but, you know, I have a circle around me of uh, psychic medium friends who yes. um, some can communicate with animals past and present. And, yes. and and all beings basically yep. um yes. is that also part of your bag like can yes. the, those yep. animals that are passed yes so because i do um i do a very specific type of reading for for animals who have passed over the rainbow bridge is there it's called a pet um remembering reading so i actually um do a reading, um, do animal communication for that animal who has passed and help the owner to then reconnect mm. with their pet. So by the time they're done with the reading, they have learned tools to be able to actually sit, reconnect with their animal, bring them in, be able to connect with them and listen to them and see them and, and feel them. So they don't, they don't forget them. You know, they don't, mm. they don't forget that. So mm. um, I do, um, speak to um, to those who have passed, so both animals and people, um, and I have always, um, yeah, done that. Um, and so the the pet remembering readings are for specifically for for those animals who have passed. Yeah, and previously on the podcast, uh, a good friend of mine in LA has connected with uh, my. Uh, dog Louie who uh, passed last year uh, yeah. and uh, that was that was quite an emotional episode can I just say yeah. um, so um, you know I completely understand connecting with that energy and and you know those souls but you know there's probably people listening to this Lisa that go you're a vet you know <laughs> you're a vet you know vets charge a lot of money for us to take our dogs in get taken care of and usually when they got something wrong it costs a god goddamn lot of money 
Yeah. Um, so a lot of people are probably sitting there going, yeah, I'm mortgaging my house to uh, pay for my pet. Yeah. And here you are talking about tarot with a pet. <laughs> um, I'm not discounting either, by the way. Um, I'm just saying, how did you come into this stage of the esoteric side of animals and connecting with them on a on a whole other level than just a yeah. physical financial one? Yeah. Um, as I said, before I became a vet, I was an animal communicator. I've been at communicating with animals since I was about five, six years old. That's always been a part of my life. It's always been a belief of mine. It's always been who I was. Um, and it made sense to me to become a vet to be able to heal the animals and to treat animals. I remember one of my first days as a new graduate and, you know, probably for about the first year you, as a new graduate, you realize what little you do know Mm -hmm. as a vet. Um, And I remember it was literally like in my first week and I had this very sick cat come in to me and I had done a physical exam. So I'd done everything that a vet should do. Um, and I could not figure out what was wrong with this um, very sick little cat. Um, I was sitting in, you know, in my cons- in the consulting room, doing my exam, talking with the owners, taking all the information, and I'm not finding anything wrong. And so I looked at this cat. It was a it was a black cat. I cupped his little fat head in my hands and I looked into his eyes and I said to him. So tell me, I said this out loud so the owners could hear it. I said, so tell me what's going on with you. And the owners kind of laughed. They chuckled. They thought it was cute. Oh, look, the vet's talking to, to our cat. But in doing that, that, that cat then proceeded to say, listen, I'm really sick. I think I'm diabetic. And so I was then able to say to the owner, your cat is really sick. He thinks he's diabetic. We need to run some tests. So in a very few tests, so I only had to run a couple of tests, confirmed that this cat was and truly was well and truly diabetic. So, and to this day, 20 some years later, <laughs> I still cup their little face in my hand and look at them and say, so tell me what's going on with you. Um, and so it allows me to really um get to the root of the problem quite quickly um, and know what's going on so I don't have to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a whole blanket of tests um, or throw this big fishing net out into Mm. the ocean and go, hmm, I hope something sticks. Um, I'm pretty well versed in um, them letting me know what's going on so I can really kind of tailor what needs to be done quite concisely and get to the problem very quickly. Owners really must look at you a bit funny when you do that, though. They must go, yeah, the cat's telling you it's got diabetes. <laughs> like, seriously? Yeah, uh, it no, didn't tell you. us, but it's telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's quite interesting because I will oftentimes, not even thinking about it because it's just such second nature to me, I will say something like, oh, they say, 
they've said something about, you know, their favorite red toy or very specific something, yeah. you know, and they'll go, yeah, yeah he definitely right. has one of those. Yeah. Or, and it's funny because most people, they kind of go, gosh, that was a good guess. Um, and don't think much of it, or they kind of just kind of let it kind of go right over them. Sometimes, I mean, oftentimes I'm having this continuous dialogue with the animal while I'm listening to the owner. Um, and I don't say a lot because some, for some people it is not something yeah. they want to be um, confronted with. Um, the people who pick it up and they hear me talk in certain ways where I will say things like, oh, they've said this or they've said that, the people who pick it up then become my students who want to do animal communication because they pick it up. They kind of go, hang on a second. You've got something going here. We want to know what's going on. The people who don't want to know, they don't hear it. So I have a million questions for you, Lisa, and I'm sorry about this. I'm going to just say it up front. Absolutely. Ask um, away. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. So as you know, I've got Lola here in the studio with me. Mm. She's snoring in the yeah. corner on my meditation cushion like, out, out like a lizard drinking uh but do you need to see an animal to read their tarot no i don't so when i read i do readings all over the world um and what my process is is um when they sign up for a reading um all i ask for is a photo of the animal and a name and i ask for nothing else no other information and so that that gets sent through to me, um, and about a half an hour before the re- before I do a reading, I sit and I connect with the animal, um, and just kind of let them um, have a conversation. And I just write down everything that they have to say, what I pick up if I'm picking up things in their body, um, you know, everything that they're having to say, and then I meet with their owner via Zoom. Um, and we then kind of set the intention for the reading. So, um, so that kind of intention gets set where the animal then knows kind of what's, you know, kind of being asked of them. And as I go through the reading and as the cards come through and as more information comes through from the animal, then, you know, I continue to pass that on. I pass on everything that I've picked up before, before that time. Um, but no, I don't need to have them physically in my presence. In fact, I do a lot of times in my um, private Facebook group, I will do free lives where I'll get on live and just do one card draws. And all the people do on the Facebook in the Facebook comments is put the name of their animal and what type of animal they are. And I pull cards on them for that. So I don't even really have to have a picture I like the pictures because I can really connect. But when I'm doing it really fast and I'm kind of in flow, um, I don't even need a picture. I just pick up, the, use the name, pick up in the energy and then um, pass the messages on. And this is where you and I have so much in common because I'm also a psychic but um, and I read energy, but you've yes. met Lola in real life. Yep. Do you want to pull a card for her and see what I happens? I can, absolutely, absolutely. Is there anything specific you would like or just a general, just pick a card and see what she has to say? Wait, 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 just general. Let's just go for it. Yep, okay, very good. All right, Miss Lola. Um, 
Um, so the first thing that I'm picking up with her, um, I know that we were already talking about her um, little um, creaky joints, her little aches and pains. So she is kind of showing me that in, within that stiffness in her body. So that's fantastic that you have um, addressed that already. The next thing I um, am picking up on is that we we get teeth trouble, dental trouble, mouth trouble. Like she keeps showing me her teeth um, as being... Um, a source of either issue or pain. Um, so whether she's had all of her teeth pulled out no. or she's lost a lot of her teeth, she doesn't have very many teeth left or she's got a bad tooth in there. Like I keep being drawn um, to my upper um, right hand um, molars mm. up there. Um, so it might be something for your um, vet to have a check. Um, just get her teeth checked because mm -hmm. she's, she's drawing me to her teeth. Okay. Or, so I'm going to pull a couple of cards. She says that she talks with your other dog. Louie, yeah? Yes. She says she talks with your other dog. Oh, that's incredible. That's probably why she's not so lonely. Yes. Yeah, so she gets, she still has chats with your other dog. It's kind of almost like... Like he's still here. Yeah, it's it's almost like he kind of like takes her around. Yeah, he's, he's show, she's showing me that that he takes her around to different things and does different things. You know, like he's leading her and showing her all of this stuff, almost to experience it from a different perspective. Okay, Lola. So I just randomly pick cards. I do not turn them up. I turn them face down. I spread them out. Mm -hmm. And then I just connect with them and I just randomly pick cards. So that's what I'm doing. Sorry to turn my side no, to you. No, go for it. Okay, so I've drawn two cards. Um, the first card that I have drawn um, is a major arcana card. This is the judgment card. So this is a message coming from Lola that she's bringing forward for you. Um, so with the judgment card, what I'm getting is, is that you are kind of coming in, like you've kind of gone through this big transformational change and you're kind of coming out the other side of it. So you're kind of like just getting ready to, to hit the new chapter that you're next moving on to. So it's like you have um, revisited all of these kind of oh, skeletons in the closet, I like to, the way I like to explain it. Um, so she's acknowledging that she's been on this journey with you um, in, in going through this. And so you guys are now both coming out the other side. So you've kind of been in the, in the depths of hell down here, so to speak, and you're now rising above it. You're letting, you're letting this shit go, I guess. And I'm sorry, I just, that's how. Yep comes through so she's she's acknowledging you in that journey that you've been on and we know that the next card so we can almost do a little bit of predictive tarot here we know the next card is the world and that is the the final chapter the closing of the book um the reflection of what has been 
and now starting that new cha- new chapter, that new journey. And it's like the world is your oyster. So you've done you've done the hard yards. You're rising above this. She's acknowledging that you have done the hard yards, um, and that you're letting go a lot of a lot of what has no does just does not serve you any longer. It's just you know, it's kind of like you've cut the ties. Yeah. And that's kind of what the judgment card is all about. It's about cutting those ties and going, right, I don't need this shit. Thanks. Let's move on. I've got better shit to do. So she is really, truly acknowledging you. And she has been with you on that journey. She's seen all of the skeletons and she still loves you. We've got this big, beautiful yeah. dove that sits at the top. You know, this would be her sitting up yeah. here. Um, not judging, not having any judgment. Yep. So the next um, card we have, uh, and I've just got like like serious goosebumps um, over that card. So the next card that I have drawn, this is the six um, of pentacles. So the pentacles is the earth element and the earth element from the animal's perspective, this is all about their self-worth and how important they um, see as far as what their job is. This is like the, this is like the money tree. This is, um, this is for her, she is acknowledging her level of abundance that she has in her family. So um, this is a, a lot about family here, and she's acknowledging um, the abundance of what that family means to her. And she takes this, she takes her family very seriously, and she um, takes what she does with you. And that means when I say that coming to your podcast as part of her job, that's around her self-worth. She takes it really seriously. She takes seriously going to work with you <laughs> um, and and how important that is and that she's so thankful that you have given her that job to fulfill her and have that abundance. Um, and we've got the six um, little pentacles here. And I almost get that there's there's might not be six in the family at the moment but past and present there's six in the family unit um so she's acknowledging every one of those little you know buds on the um on the beautiful um you know tree here um you know as far as being part of her soul family so she's she's acknowledging um all of that and those are that's her messages for you that's incredible because uh, I think her litter had six puppies. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you can. So she's she's just she acknowledges all of that. That being very important. That's incredible. And you know what, Lisa? Before we came online, I warned her two hours ago. I said, "Lolly, you need to get it together because uh, you're going to be on a podcast. Uh, you're yep. a guest of a podcast, so uh, get it together. You got to yep. work in two hours. So come on." Yep. Get it together because she didn't eat her dinner when I told her to tonight because, uh, uh, you know, we're on some new supplements and we're being a little special. And I'm like, no, come on, you're not coming inside till you eat dinner. But we have – and this is the other thing I want to talk to you about, you know, like we talk about animal animal communication and thank you so much for pulling those cards. That was incredible. Um, but we talk about animal communication and the connection between humans and animals and the energy between them like that we both read energy right like we whether we want to admit it or not we do yes. and so when we're upset our animals feel it 
you know, and like you were saying, she's been through all the shit with me. Yes, she has. <laughs> Bloody lot of yeah. shit. Thank you, Lola. Um, <laughs> but like when we, <laughs> I was just saying to someone the other day, you know, all the things, how we live together because it's just her and I now. Um, yeah. And, you know, we have our little cues, you know, she knows when I do certain th- like what I don't sometimes realise is she studies me more than I yeah. do her. Yeah. And so when we went through COVID, you know, and we were together the entire time, she's like, what yeah. are you doing here all the time? Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. And now you're gone? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, like just just in the last few weeks we've got this this habit, the two of us, where of a morning, you know, I'll have breakfast and I'll bring her in and I'll open up the doors and I'll bring her in and she'll be like, I'm waiting for you. you are you up? Yeah, okay, cool. I'll, and I'll let her in because she doesn't normally sleep with me. She's got her own bloody Taj Mahal <laughs> out the backyard. But um, she comes in and she's like all excited and then uh, we sit and have breakfast and she has a little bit of that with me and then I say to her, okay, it's time for wee-wees. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, yep. And so I know when she has yeah. to go and I say to her, time for wee-wees. So she's ready to run to the back door and knows she's got to go outside. So she's ready to go and off she goes. And exactly the first thing she does when she goes outside is go for a pee. Yeah. And so this is the communication we have between us. And then there's other things where I'll just drop certain words. I know the keywords, And I'll go, yeah. all right. And she'll wake up. Yeah. Or I will lock my phone. Yeah. That is another sound that is a key where she'll wake up and she'll be like, what are we doing now? Yeah. <laughs> it means yeah. I have your attention now. Mm-hmm. Both the dogs, uh, when Louie was alive, they would do that in, in unison. As soon as I lock yeah. my phone, they both sit up and go, what are we doing now? What's next? Yeah. yeah. So mm. there's all of these cues between humans and animals that sometimes yeah. we don't realise, but they're watching us. And sometimes yeah. we're not watching them. And so there's certain things that I'll say to her and she knows. She not, yeah. she just knows by the words. And she know, she can also feel my energy when I'm angry Absolutely. or upset yeah. and I've just got to yeah. drop a few F-bombs and she's like, oh, I'm out of here, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. like, right. this is the other form of communication that other than the, the higher level that you and I know of. That's right. That, and they do. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And, like, we it's see on TikTok as well, you know, or particularly huskies. Is this a thing you <laughs> see too? Huskies are great communicators where, yeah. you know, you just say one thing to them and they're, they're off, you know, they're howling and going on. But there's <laughs> certain dogs who just know how to talk. They yes. can just talk. Yep. How they does do. that happen? You know, I think that my belief is is that animals will communicate to us in the path of least resistance Mm. and that is the whatever the easiest way for them to come through and get our attention is how they um communicate so spencer who doesn't really say a whole lot as far as his own verbal communication i mean he barks when you know people come and that kind of stuff but as far as his level of communication because him and I have always just psychically communicated and I have these one-sided conversations where I'm speaking and I'm hearing him answer and then I'll, re, you know, I'll re-say what he has to say and I go, 
where did that come from? Like, mm. I don't say that, you know, and it's like, you know, it's, it's the validation that he is speaking to me. But I think some animals, they feel that they can't communicate on that level. So then they start to use their voice, do behaviors, certain things, yeah. um, listen to our cues, listen to our, our, you know, like you say, those little triggers that they pick up on. But I mean, I can't begin to tell you how many times, you know, owners will come in to the clinic and they'll be like, my pet knew we were coming to the vet today. They yes. knew. And yes, they like, know. You know. And and it's like, I go, that's because you told them yes. that you were and they picked it up. And so it doesn't, you know, they, they mirror so much to us. So, you know, I always tell a lot of owners who, if they're having animals with behavior issues or psychological issues or anxiety issues or there's a change in behavior that is out of normal I will often turn to the owner and say so what's going on with you yes thank you for doing that thank you mirroring back to you something that's going on in your life your stress your anxiety that they are just mirroring it's not because they're being naughty or bad or, you know, trying to, you know, do something just to be spiteful. It has nothing to do with it. They're just mirroring our shit back to us. And mm-hmm. so we kind of got to go, oh. And oftentimes they're like, oh, yeah, no, I've had, there's been a lot going on. We've had a lot of anxiety. I've got a lot of stress, la, 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 la. And it's like, okay, so we need to address some of this um, to help, you know, fix your fix your pet because it's actually you and when I do my pet partnership um readings um the the energetic readings I actually do a reading for both the owner and the pet it's it's a two-phase reading because so much is about us yeah it's it's them teaching us and they're showing it back to us for us to learn and so we have to address the human stuff to address the animal stuff. Now, I like I said to you, uh, Lisa, I speak to a lot of psychics and mediums and energy healers and mm. all of that kind of stuff. If you were to read my energy what, right now, what what would you mm. say? Um, well, I think that you're highly connected. You're a very spiritual person. And so, and I think you've got a lot to give and a lot to offer. And I think people don't take you seriously. So they, it's, you kind of are constantly feeling like you have to prove yourself. I can, like, I can see that in your energy um, where it's like, people don't take me serious and they should, because I've got something good to say and I've got something good to share and they're not listening. And so it's almost kind of then it's like this kind of like, I've got to have this bravado to get people to sit up and and actually um, pay attention to what I have to say. Um, I also do get that you've, and, and uh, if I'm going too far, you can um, you can stop me here. I do feel that you do battle some health issues, um, so you've um, you've been continuously working on that. Um, you know, in like I almost get it, like it's kind of either lower back or hips or kind of in your um, spine. <laughs> um, so um, so yeah, that you you're kind of working on uh, you know obviously quite energetically with that but I I do feel that I can I can sense that in in behind you um what I would say is 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 for for you and going to stepping into your next better version 
is is it coming back to this beautiful judgment card i think it's very fitting it's just <laughs> cut the cords and let the <laughs> shit go that doesn't serve you you have nothing to prove you have nothing to prove to anyone um you are up here rising above it shining brightly and all of the naysayers and haters and and whatever else is you know that goes on they're all down here in the shit and you just need to rise above that uh, and Lisa, that really does solidify with a lot of the other messages messages I've been getting around letting go of all the shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. so, yeah, it's a no-brainer, really. Um, so there's no surprises in what you've said. And, yes, you're bang on. I do have back issues <laughs> and have <laughs> had for many years. Um, so, yes, you are spot on. If anybody wants to question Lisa's um you know, uh, you know, that's accuracy. That we did not discuss. She, no, we have not. Dis- not we have not talked previously. She has just read that on on the la- on the the minute right here. So, um, you yeah, are bang on. Seriously, bang on. And um, you know, I do. And <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me because I also have a corporate job. Okay, in government. And yesterday I was speaking with a um executive leader in a very high position. And I said, you know, uh, I relied on some of my psychics to make a decision and they both all aligned with this particular point of view and I went with it. And they went, well, I'm not going to laugh at you because I believe in that too. And I went, yeah, there you go. Fantastic. So, um, you know, I find a lot of merit in this and I've got a lot of evidence and a lot, you know, like I talk about intuition a lot, I talk about energy a lot. Um, and if, you know, like we just, you know, I talk about dogs a lot because I love them. Um, and I think that if you can connect with an animal on a level where it's that deep, yes, like you don't need to talk to them. Yeah. They just know, you know, like with Lola and I, we just look at each other and go, oh, okay. Exactly. You know, exactly. and she'll like look at me. And I'm like, "What's going on?" Or yeah. she'll jump up, and I'm like, "What's what's happening?" And she'll just like yeah. lay down on my chest, and she was just like, "I just need this minute. Just yeah. give me this minute." And I'm like, "Okay, what's going yeah. on? Let's work it out." Yeah. And so, giving each other space as humans and animals, I think, is also important, and having the time and space to listen and connect. I think yeah. is really important and a lot of people just, just see animals as a, a luxury sometimes. Yeah. They don't yeah. understand that they're another being that we can connect with on a whole other level. That's right. They're here to teach us so much. They've got so much to teach us about us being better humans, <laughs> you know, about us being better people. Um, absolutely. They absolutely are, are here to, you know, truly let us get to a better place. Um, you know, and I think if we were to, everyone on the planet were to embrace animals as sentient beings, as beings who have thoughts, feelings, ideas, things to say, things to share, things to teach, um, yeah, we probably would be 
far, far, far better off than we are. <laughs> uh, and I think there's a whole other podcast in that, you know, like I, I think um, it was just not a, a couple of months ago there was a an earthquake uh, in... Yes. Uh, trying to remember the country. Was it Uruguay somewhere? Um, yeah. Where a dog was in the street and it knew it was coming before everyone. It was howling. And they were yeah. like, what's wrong with his dog? And mm-hmm. next minute... The earthquake came and it was warning everyone. Like yeah. and how dogs smell out cancer. Like yes. they have these senses that things bad are on their way. Yeah. You know? Like they are these beings who know more than we do sometimes. That's right. And That's the right. intelligence is just incredible. Like and I know there's different breeds and they have different abilities and all this kind of stuff, but some of them are just Yep super beings like they really are like you can see it in their aura like it's just they you just look at them and you know like I used to have this dog um that was a border collie but it was predominantly white instead of black Mm -hmm. and that dog would do anything I told it to like it would wear an Akubra hat and it would just sit there and (laughs) it would do whatever I wanted you know like and a lot of as a kid all the dogs did whatever I wanted because they knew like yeah. I was I was their leader. I was the person yeah. who took care of them. I was yeah. the one who was there for them. But it was also too, they knew that you were acknowledging and validating what it was that they had to say. Whether you knew you were or yeah. not, um, you were f- picking up, you know, I mean, you know, I'm very strongly Claire audience, so I hear a lot. So I hear my guides, I hear the animals, I hear people. Um, you know, the rest of my Claire's are kind of grouped down here all together and then my Claire audience is up here. But so many people, you know, who are clairsentient and empathic and can feel that and know that and they just know, mm. um, you know, to have that level of communication. The reason why they did that was is because they knew that you were validating and acknowledging what it was they had to say. Um, and, you know, and I felt that way when I trained horses and I had so many people say to me, how do you know how to do this? How do you get horses to act, do this for you? You know, and at that time, you know, I just was like, I just do, you know, it was like, I'm not even going to go into it with you because it's just too much. I'm just doing what I do. And it was because I could get in, you know, I could hear them saying, this is what's going on. This is how I need to be trained, ridden, fed, dealt with, handled, you know, all of that. This is what you need to teach the rider how to do, uh, you know. So, um, yeah, so I can completely appreciate um, you feeling that level of connection because that's how that's the level of connection I feel so mm. absolutely and you know one question that's been bouncing around in the back of my mind is I want to ask you about uh, someone that we both probably know very well and that is Cesar Milan uh, oh, yes and the work mm-hmm. that he does with dogs mm-hmm. and yep. I learned a lot from that man, can I just say, Um, and how his energy and his assertiveness changed the way dogs reacted in his presence. And that was all energy, right? Yeah. And so as as a bit of an exercise, I tried some of his things with my dogs. And then when I recently went to LA and looked after a friend's dogs for a few weeks, um, she had three dogs. (laughs) They were all little shitheads, can I just say. Um, but um, when I used my assertiveness and I used the cues that he has, yep. 
day and night they change and people just sat there and watched me and they were like you're a dog whisperer and I was like no (laughs) no but I know how to talk to them so yeah absolutely yeah and it's you know and I think that that you know while some people may not agree with his training techniques um you have to acknowledge his ability to communicate with the dogs um and have that level of presence about about him to be able to have that line of communication and you know and the dogs that he works with are are, are hard dogs they're mm. broken dogs they're dogs that are have had you know really tough lives um have been really misunderstood and so he has to give them a level of guidance and boundaries um for them to start to be able to come out of their shell it's it's no different than children Mm. you know that's no different than horses it's no different cats are a little bit different but um you know but but no different than horses no different than you know than dogs they they need that structure so they can then be feel safe to be able to then blossom Mm. Mm. And, you know, it's very interesting because one of the the principles underneath his training is pattern breaking, which a lot of coaches do, you know. Yes. So it's the same yeah. thing with dogs or anyone who's got a habit that you want to try and break or a, a yeah. pattern that you want to break is, is you put that breaker in place and, and he uses yep. sound and movement to do yep. that. And it yep. works really, really well. Same with humans. Same with anyone really. Yeah. But the yeah. one question that keeps bouncing around after you just said that is, let's get down to it. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Oh, very good question. Um, oh, I've had them both and they're both <laughs> so unique. I really couldn't say. Um, I'm probably slightly more of a dog person. However, I have always had cats growing up. I've had, you know, I had cat, I had a, a gorgeous rescue cat um, all through vet school. He, he, he was with me for 22 years um, and he taught me heaps. He was, a, he studied with me through vet school. He was my, you know, I didn't have a dog at that time. I only had um, him and um yeah, I mean, and you know, and then I've got the horses who are my patron. I, you know, I would probably say two have to answer to give you an answer. I would probably say dog, um, with no disrespect to all of the cats out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I grew up with cats as well, but also dogs. But you know, the, the older I've gotten in life, uh, there's always the joke going around that cats are assholes, really. They are. <laughs> Well, I've always said that if cats had thumbs, they would rule the world. <laughs> you know, if cats had, had opposable thumbs, they would totally rule the world. <laughs> I mean, how many memes do we see where dogs are, you know, where they're servants and cats is the other way around? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, exactly. Lisa, if people want to get in touch and find out more about you and what you do, where can they go? Um, um, thank you so much for asking. Um my website, so www.animalconnection.net. Um, you can find me on Facebook. My um, business page is Animal Connection with Dr. Lisa. Um, you can click um, on the group button and join my private um, animal communication group. Um, well, like I said, I go live a lot. I do a lot of trainings. 
Um, I can send through my LinkedIn bio if they're wanting to, a very easy way to just click on for readings. Um, I do have some free um, training available um, for your listeners if they go onto the um, website and um, there is a three um, video with a workbook introduction, a beginner's guide to pet tarot. Um, that they can listen to, download. They get all the trainings, you know, in their inbox and they can listen to that and they get a beautiful workbook. Um, it's one of my better, um, my kind of very well-received boot camps, actually. Um, and, um, yeah, and they can um, DM me on uh, Instagram, so um, at LD underscore Winters, W-I-N-T-E-R-S. Lovely. Um, I've just... Uh... Oh, brought Lola back with me <laughs> for a final uh, farewell for you, Lisa. Oh, little Miss Lola. She's, she's so beautiful. She's she, so wise beyond her years, isn't she? She's got she's got a lot of wisdom in, in those little um, grey highlights of hers. <laughs> she's uh, only gone grey in the last two years, um, but <laughs> she's loving life. Um, and, um, yeah, I want like she normally will not sit like this, so there's something about you, Lisa, that she loves. <laughs> Um, but and she's right on the microphone. You're sharing it, darling, aren't you? Like, you're a good girl, yeah. Ella. Yeah. She can't hear you, by the way, but she's picking yeah, it up. Yeah, but she just picked her ears yeah. up. She yeah. actually it's, just picked her ears isn't up. Isn't that funny? Now, Lisa, I've got the last big <laughs> – yeah. Yeah, well, I'm so, I know you're tired. I'm sorry. Um, what, what's a change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I really would love to see us embrace um, what the animals are here to teach us, um, to really, truly become advocates, to to learn to be a voice um, for them. I believe that they've got so much to, to teach us and to offer us and to, to help us become um, better human beings. And I've always said that Spencer and I are doing that one pet tarot card at a time. So... Learning, learning how to do animal communication, um, getting, getting, having your animals read, um, it it makes all the difference in the connection, and it just that ripple effect continues to happen. I love that, and uh, Lola and I are making the change one one grunt at a time, aren't we? That's yeah. right. Yes. Oh, you've, yes. <laughs> you've worked out how a microphone works, haven't you? All right, I'll let you go. Um, Lisa, look, I could talk to you all day. Like, I, I there's a million things we've not explored, but. You know, exactly. you, you and I could talk all day and I absolutely love what we've covered and I know there's a whole other level in amongst all these things that you and I both know goes on that we haven't even explored yet. But um, thank you so much for being a part of the Ethical Evolution. Thank you so much for having me. Like I feel like we have known each other <laughs> lifetimes before, so um, I look forward and I'm more than happy to come back and we can chat more about everything. Um, but it's been an absolute joy and um, I've just loved, um, yeah, having this, this conversation. So thank you for having me. I love it. And if maybe we could work out how dogs could wear headsets and be a part of a podcast, that would be amazing exactly. <laughs> without us having to hold them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com.
Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Hath Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.